on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. This is your favorite radio show, even if you don't realize it yet. Thanks for tuning in. Listening to this show has been known to cause bank accounts to grow and trophy hunting land to become available. We've got a great show for you this week, too, as we recap our trip to South Dakota to hunt snow geese. We'll also talk about our trip to Winnipeg chasing greenbacks. One of the big stories this week is Malax going to all catch and release and how a lawmaker will try to override the DNR's decision to do that. Plus, the rainy river is open, sturgeon are being caught, how are things looking up there? Joe Henry will let us know. There's a new walleye club coming to the Twin Cities. Joe Roach will tell us what they hope to accomplish with it and why they started it up. First, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the Northland Outdoor staff, Greg Kaiser. I don't know why I have to do it like this every time. I'm cheering for myself, too. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and Brian Peterson is with us. Right on. And, of course, Becca Clemens. Becca, Becca, Becca. All right, we're going to dig right into it, ladies and gentlemen, this time for... Running afoul of the law. <laughs> Running afoul. That's our high-priced, uh, high-budget sound effects department right there. Running afoul of the law. Some of these reports from the Minnesota DNR Conservation Officers Report are made up. Some of them are completely real. Becca, you're up first. Is this real or not? Uh, Conservation Officer Sam Hunter in Park Rapids recently received calls of dead animals found in the area. True or false, did Hunter receive calls about a dead timber wolf and a dead mountain lion? Ooh, that's tricky. I'm going to say true. The story is true. Ladies and gentlemen, a dead mountain lion around wow. Park Rapids. That's crazy. You know, you hear rumors and they do get spotted once in a while, but uh, you don't. You don't think of us having mountain lions in the state, but no. also a dead timber wolf up there. All right, Greg, you're up next. Okie dokie. Conservation Officer Paul Kusky from Piers. What's the deal with Piers? It seems like we've always got a story from <laughs> Piers. <laughs> True or false, there was a property complaint which involved someone placing muskrats in a mailbox, then smashing it, along with dumping a dozen deer heads and pheasant carcasses in their driveway. Is that true you're, or false? Oh, you're not asking if that was me? Okay. Uh, it was where, not me. Where were you on the night of question? <laughs> My muskrat, muskrats are in a different place. I'm going to go with false. Uh, ah, it is incorrect. That is a true story, actually. Somebody placed muskrats in someone's mailbox then proceeded to smash the business out of it and then dumped a dozen deer. Where do you get a dozen deer heads right now? That was why I thought it was false. Yeah, it's a true story. What is going on in Piers? It, yeah. <laughs> something it's getting about crazy Piers. down there. All right, Brian, running afoul of the law. CEO Mike Crowell of St. Cloud attempted to stop a vehicle doing burnouts. This is, this is like St. Patrick's Day, okay? So <laughs> someone's out in the country. Having some fun. Doing some burnouts. The driver... Uh, the CO then pulled the driver over. So the driver pulls his truck over to the side of the road, jumps out, runs off into the woods and takes off. Ah, you know, just running for his life pretty much. Get me out of here. The CO then got into the suspect's truck and finished doing the burnout that the suspect had started. <laughs> <laughs> True or false? 
if this was in Piers, I'd say it's it's true, <laughs> but I, I don't think so. No, that is false. The real story is that the real story reads: if the driver would like to get the vehicle back, he is instructed to contact the Stearns County Sheriff's Office. He just left so, it. <laughs> he just left it and took off. DNR news, rules, regulations, and more from the Northland. All right, this is Northland Outdoors Radio here. Thank you for tuning in. This is uh, now the latest from the DNR. In Minnesota, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, this is big news. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, Becca, they've they've decided for the summer fishing from the opener in May till, uh, what is it, December 1 when they go to winter fishing regs. They've decided to go with a catch-and-release approach to Mille Lacs this year. Yes. Yes, they have uh, done that. Then they also changed it to artificial bait only. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want any live bait, only artificial bait to try and cut down on the hooking mortality. So they kind of try and keep the population up so that they... It needs to recover over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been the lowest it has been in like history in Mille Lacs. So they're trying to get that up. It's a bad deal. You can read about that at northlandoutdoors.com. In North Dakota, Greg, they've uh, they've got some news out of there. Yeah, new rules. April 1st is the start of the uh, new fishing season. And uh, so don't forget to get your license if you're listening from North Dakota. A couple of the changes that are highlighted, the free fishing weekend was added for North Dakota residents. It's during the ice fishing season, so this coming winter, it'll be over the uh, New Year holiday. They also, in the big news, uh, statewide possession limit for bluegill, yellow perch, and white bass was reduced from 80 to 40 each. And now... More than you ever wanted to know about... Lake Winnipeg. (laughs) More than you ever wanted to know about Lake Winnipeg. More than you ever wanted to know about... We're about to find out more than you ever wanted to know about that giant lake north of Winnipeg, Manitoba. The winner gets a uh, fresh greenback walleye. Seriously, because we never see these prizes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting on my beaver mittens. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. And now, more than you ever wanted to know about Lake Winnipeg. Where does Lake Winnipeg rank in the world in size? Is it A, the 10th largest lake in the world, B, the fourth largest, or C, the 459th largest lake? Brian. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with 10. 10th largest lake. Becca. What was, the, the, what was B, five? Just go with. Okay. A. The answer is A, the 10th largest lake in the world. It's a big lake. It's really big. I flew over it a few years ago. It's like 250 miles from north to south. Well, is that what it is? Because that's one of the questions coming Oh, up. well, there we go. <laughs> Way to go, Greg. <laughs> uh, okay. Its widest point is about 69 miles across. How long is it? Is it A... The same distance of a drive between Brandon and Winnipeg in back. I'll let you think about that for a minute. Is it B, 436 kilometers, or C, 271 miles? (laughs) Greg. (laughs) I'll go with C, 271. Brian. All the above? Becca. <laughs> What's a kilometer? <laughs> the correct answer is all of the above. Hey. That's exactly right, Brian. Uh, Secret D. That's right. Trick, trick question. question. Yes. <laughs> I actually had it listed as trick question 
on the sheet here. I can All right. taste that greenback now. <laughs> More than you ever wanted to know about Lake Winnipeg here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Question number three. It's part of a water system that has a number of rivers flowing into it, including the Red River, but only one river flowing out of it, the Nelson, and that ends up in Hudson Bay. How fast does water move through Lake Winnipeg? Is it A, 66 days, B, three to five years, or it finally moves out the day it turns 18. <laughs> Becca. <laughs> as tempting as C is, I'm going to go with A. A, 66 Six, days. Yes. Greg. 66 days sounds good. Brian. What is 66 days in, in Canadian? <laughs> what's the exchange rate? Yeah, what's the exchange rate? I'm going to go with 66 days. You are all wrong. The answer is three to five years. Oh, wow. So sorry. Aboot it. 200 miles, I guess. Yeah. That's a yeah, long right. How many miles of shoreline are on Lake Winnipeg? This is question number four, more than you ever wanted to know about Lake Winnipeg. Is it... A, 312 miles of shoreline, B, 1,087 miles of shoreline, or C, a lot more miles of shoreline. Becca. 1,087. Brian. A lot more. Greg. 1,087. The answer is B, 1,087. The crowd goes wild. All right, question number five. How deep does Lake Winnipeg get? And we're doing this, by the way, because we just filmed up there with FM walleyes, and uh, they caught a pile of huge fish up there. It's, uh, we filmed for Northland Outdoors Television, so you're going to get to see all about that in an episode of Out uh, Northland Outdoors Television later this year. How deep does Lake Winnipeg get? Is it A, 29 feet, B, 118 feet, or C, we don't know, we send an intern swimming and he hasn't come back yet? <laughs> That's where our intern went. <laughs> <laughs> I Brian. miss Joe. Brian. Uh, B. 118 feet. Becca. I'm going to go with B as well. And Gregory. 29 feet. The answer is B, 118 ah. feet. And our winner is, I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. One of these days. <laughs> I think maybe Brian. <laughs> Fresh walleye. What are you talking about? Yeah. Maybe. Lake Winnipeg, Lake Manitoba, and other lakes in the region were once covered by the great glacial lake Agassiz. I believe Lake of the Woods was a part of that as well. Joe Henry knows all about that big lake, and he's going to join us next to talk about the river that flows into the south end of Lake of the Woods, the Rainy River. We'll find out what's open, what the water is like, and how the fish are biting next year on Northland Outdoors Radio. Coming up, Tim Bogan shoots from the Northland Outdoors staff here. He's our general manager. He recaps his first spring migration experience. And also a first-of-its-kind walleye club in the Twin Cities has been formed. Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited. Joe Roach explains later this hour. Thanks a lot, guys. Welcome. How would you like this to be the sound of your alarm clock? The Lakeshore Kings have your chance to spend weekends and weekdays in Lake Country with the unique opportunity to own and operate your own resort. Birchhaven Resort on Birch Lake near Hackensack offers sunset views from its sandy beach and comfortable cabins. And it's on the market at an extremely reasonable price. Contact Steve Leary or Preston Peters of Exit Lakes Realty by visiting lakeshorekings.com. That's lakeshorekings.com. And begin your life at the lake today. 
Hey, anglers, looking for a destination where walleyes, fresh air, and fish fries are a way of life? Look no further than the famous waters of Lake of the Woods. From Badette and the Rainy River to the main lake up to the Northwest Angle. Here, you'll enjoy the best walleye catch rate in the state. Maybe you'll pursue world-class sturgeon, pike, or muskies. Plus, you'll find lots of full-service resorts offering charter boats, delicious meals, and lots of Minnesota nice. Come experience the walleye capital of the world. Come experience Lake of the Woods. Catch the details at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. All right, back here on Northland Outdoors Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for for tuning in. One of the annual rites of spring, one of the traditions is going up to northern Minnesota to the river that flows into Lake of the Woods, the Rainy River, where they have big walleyes and, of course, those prehistoric uh, dinosaurs, the sturgeon up there. And to talk about what it's like right now to give us a report on the Rainy River, we've got Joe Henry here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Joe, how's how's it going today? Hey, Brad, I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. It's good to have you back on the old uh, radio program here. And of course, this is an exciting time of year, isn't it? You know, this is when I, an outdoors person gets confused up at Lake of the Woods because they don't know if they should go ice fishing or jump in a boat and hit the rainy river. <laughs> well, and, and I wanted to ask you about that. Of course, we'll talk about the rainy here uh, mostly, but are people still out there on, can you still get out on the lake and ice fish? And are they, are they catching big pike or what are they, what's going on out there? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, the resorts have pulled their fish houses now. They pulled them last, for the most part, last weekend. And th- there's still people that are going out on ATVs in certain areas and some people walking out. But, you know, obviously, you always say safety first. It's got to be that way. There's, you know, a number of people that are quite experienced that are going out, uh, going after those big pike primarily. And, you know, those big pike right now are, they're staging for the spawn. So they get congregated in pre-spawn areas. And that's, when anglers go after them with tip-ups and uh, quick strike rigs and big baits, and they've been doing, you know, very, very well on the 40-plus-inch pike. You know, going up there for those big pike is something I've always wanted to do. I had a friend of mine, Jake Flago, up one afternoon, and they caught six fish over 40 inches on uh, those quick strike rigs. It was unbelievable. It happens. It happens. And, you know, it, it's a timing thing. I mean, sometimes you can go up and catch, you know, fish all day and catch one fish or something, but... You know, heck, if you catch a fish of a lifetime over 40 inches, and the cool thing about it is, I mean, you know, Lake of the Woods is one of those fisheries that has a really, really high population of trophy pike over 40 inches, which, you know, by most standards is going to be 20 to 25 pounds typically. What kind of ice are you seeing up there on the lake then? You know, it depends on where you go. You know, I'm always real careful to even comment on the ice this time of year because, right. it's, you know, you you, you got to be so, so careful. Um, but now once you get out there, we're, you know, we're finding 18 inches of ice in certain areas and, they're not driving vehicles out anymore, but they're certainly taking out snowmobiles and ATVs. Sure. Joe Henry, our guest here, talking about Lake of the Woods and the Rainy River, which has opened up. There's been anglers up there targeting walleyes and, and sturgeon. Joe, let's talk about the rainy now. When did the first boats, I guess, when did the accesses open up and, and some of the first boats start appearing on the river? Yeah, well, they, they started uh, they started coming up about two weeks ago, and uh you know, it started out like it always does out east, east of Bedette. It starts popping open, and, and it popped open quick. And I'll tell you right now, um, we have open water that's, uh, you know, all the way into four-mile day. So all all those accesses along there, are, for the most part, are open. I'm not sure if Wheeler's Point access is quite open yet. There's a little bit of shoreline ice. But, you know, uh, in Bedette and, and everything to the east of Bedette are all open for, you know, big boats and you know, it's funny, Brett, because it started out hot and heavy for walleyes. I mean, the water was clear, and people were going up there and just spanking the walleyes like everybody thinks about for spring fishing on the rainy. 
um, primarily jigging. And, uh, and then, you know, after, uh, what, five, six days, um, the water started getting muddied up as some of the other feeder streams started busting loose. And now, you know, the water's pretty muddy. So the walleyes have, uh, you know, taken a little bit of a break while the water's dirty. However, the sturgeon fishing is going strong as ever, and people are catching really good numbers of big sturgeon. Is there a healthy amount of big sturgeon this year up there? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, the DNR really tracks the sturgeon closely. And, you know, every year there's more sturgeon. Every year the sturgeon are getting a little bit larger. It, it's a really, really vibrant population. You know, it, it, it's going very, very well. And, you know, it, it's interesting when you look at the sturgeon season, uh, like right now it's a catch and release season only. You can fish for them, you can catch them, but you have to, you know, release them. Um, pretty soon we'll have a, a keep season in which you can keep one fish per year. You, you actually have to buy a, a sturgeon tag for $5. And then if you catch a sturgeon between 45 and 50 inches during the keep season, you have to take it almost like you do a deer and then register that sturgeon. And then of course we, uh, we have a section of time for about six weeks where there's no sturgeon fishing at all. And then it opens up for, uh, both catch and release and a keep season for the rest of the summer and into the fall again. And, you know, so it's, it's become really popular because sturgeon bite, they, they feed well. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, to catch a fish, you literally, have a very, very good chance of catching a fish between 50 and 100 pounds. And we're talking, <laughs> yeah. in, we're talking in, in Minnesota, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely something I know a lot of people go up to do, and I've been seeing all the photos from people this year that are catching big fish up there. And I finally got up to the rainy for the first time last year, last spring, and we caught, I think we put, there was three of us in the boat. We caught about a half dozen sturgeon, I think. The, the two other guys did. I, I got shut out. But we would drop that big ball of uh, frozen shiners and crawlers down into one of the one of the deeper holes on the river and sit down there with the big heavy musky gear that we were using. And uh, we just sit it there until we'd see that rod tip start to bounce a little bit. And we pick it up and set the hook. And there's a couple of times where I set the hook into some pretty big fish and I just got all sorts of excited. And I'd pull up a 25, 26 inch walleye. And be like, oh man, come on! <laughs> you know, you know, it, makes me, it makes me want to start using sturgeon tackle for wall yes, tournaments in the summer. Absolutely, you know. And, and how do you get sick of, of catching you know mid twenty inch walleyes <laughs> like that? It's a it's a tough you know, problem to have. Well, you're, you're you're so right. And you know what's kind of funny is when you're fishing a river. I just talked to somebody who caught a caught an eel pellet, and somebody else catches a pike, and somebody else catches a walleye, and then a sturgeon, and then a sucker. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different kind of fish in the river. Um, you, you know what I think is kind of neat is, uh, you know, the sturgeon tackle you use. They use a flat, no-roll sinker that's usually three to five ounces, depending upon the current. And then most people use a sturgeon rig, which is about an 18-inch liter material made of 60-pound test with a, about a five-aught circle hook. And then, like you said, Brett, some people load that with a whole bunch of night crawlers. Some people load it with a combo of crawlers and frozen shiners. And some people just like the shiners. But it's a big ball of bait, and you're fishing those holes in the river. And it's just like carp or catfish fishing. You fish them on the bottom, and you those big, big fish, you feel just a little tap. <laughs> yeah, well, we're planning on getting back up there, and uh, I believe we're going to film for Northland Outdoors Television and get up there and try to catch some of those big sturgeons. So pretty excited about getting up there and uh, and doing it again. So with the water, the current is moving pretty good right now, right? When do you think or what what kind of conditions do we need to see to get the walleyes to pick back up, and how long will a good sturgeon bite go for? Well, you know, so okay, so first off, the walleyes. 
you know, I spoke to the DNR yesterday and I said, you know, some people are asking, did those walleyes move out of there with those local fish? What, what's up with the walleyes? He said, you know what? Those fish are still there. The walleye, the water dirtied up. And he said, you know, uh, when we do our, you know, we do some electro, uh, electro fishing, some electro shots to, to do our surveys in the river. And when we do that and the water's dirty, nobody's catching a fish. I mean, nobody's catching a walleye. And we'll be, we'll be, you know, seeing walleyes come up in our test all the time. So, you know, he said, those fish are still there. It just can take some clean water. And you know what, how long will it take to clean up? Will it be four days, seven days? Time will tell. But I, I think, you know, if stuff starts busting loose here, eventually there won't be so much to bust loose and it's just going to clean up on its own. Um, you ask about the sturgeon bite. You know what, the sturgeon bite, it's only going to continue to get better. Is that Those fish, there's a lot of fish running in the river right now. A lot of fish live there, obviously. Some fish that are from the lake will run up there to spawn. So... Uh, it's it's crowded with sturgeon, and uh, it's only going to get better as the water gets warmer. So, I, I mean, game on. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. So, what are you hearing about sizes so far this year on some of those sturgeon? Well, I've been seeing I've been seeing some people. Uh, you know, when, when two people hold a sturgeon, <laughs> they got their arms underneath that girth, and it looks like a small person. And I don't know exactly what they weigh, but I'll tell you what. I mean, we're talking. I saw some fish that probably were in that, you know, 70, 80 pound class so far. How busy are the accesses getting? You know, it's not bad. And I'll tell you why. It's because uh, a whole bunch of accesses are open. You know, if, if, if there's only one access open because that's where the open water is, well, then everybody gets kind of jumbled up in that one access. But this year, because that ice went out real quick all at once, uh, there's a whole number of accesses that are open. So they're not, they're not bad at all. And you can spread out. Do you know of a time when it's opened up this early before? Uh, I don't know the time. I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it has, and I haven't looked at the records, but, you know, uh, so many people are talking about how this is so early. You know, last year, for instance, you know, we hardly had any spring fishing in. Yeah, you know? right. And, yeah, uh, that's right. And then this year, you know, shoot, we got a whole month. We got up there last year. So, oh, sorry, Joe. I was just going to say, we got up there last year. Literally, by the time we got up, it was the last couple of days of the walleye season. Exactly. And that's exactly right, because the walleye season goes through April 14th. Right. And I, I think what a lot of people will do is try to time their trips so they, you know, they get that last time in, timing the ice and the open water and all that good stuff. It's their best chance of, of open water. And, you know, uh, so this year we got a lot more fishing, and that's great. And, of course, with sturgeon, the sturgeon go past that, they you can fish sturgeon a lot longer. So uh, there's always opportunities. I know some guys that, you know, if they're sturgeon nuts, they purposely plan their trips uh, April 15th or after so they don't, there's not so many boats on the river. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Well, yeah. how about how about this for an idea? Trophy trophy quest. Go up to Lake of the Woods right now. Try to catch 40-plus inch pike uh, through the ice, then go over to the river, try to catch a 70-inch sturgeon and a 30-inch walleye. Get it all done on one trip. It, you know what? It, it, it's been done before, and it'll be done again. And I'll tell you, you know, the old saying, if you want to catch a trophy fish, you have to fish in trophy fish water. And, you know, at least, at least we know those fish are there. Yeah. Well, Lake of the Woods, unbelievable fishery, and, of course, the Rainy River. Uh, Joe, if people want to find out more about Lake of the Woods and the Rainy River, where do they go? Yeah, you know, the best spot, uh, Brett, is our website, and that's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. 
All right. Uh, coming up, Joe Roach is going to tell us about Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited, the first ever walleye club. I can't believe there's never been a walleye club in the Twin Cities. They're starting it up now. First meeting is coming here in uh, April. Gary Roach will be the speaker for that. And Tim Bogenschutz went to South Dakota with us, filming for Northland Outdoors Television and seeing that spring waterfowl migration for the first time. What were his thoughts? What were his expectations? Were his expectations met? And why you should want to do it, too. He talks to us next on Northland Outdoors Radio. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.